Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. Good to see you, and uh, we're excited today. We have missionaries in the house, but they're not just missionaries. They are family, and uh, you've gotten to meet them throughout the years, Dave and Kendra Millsaps, and they're back with us today. This is Kristen's sister, and uh, it's my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, family. We love them and are so glad that they're here today to be able to minister. They They wear many, many different hats in Eurasian Northwest. And I know Dave will talk about that in just a moment, all that they do. And we've taken a number of mission trips with them throughout the years and been able to be there and experience what God is doing in that part of the world and are so thankful they are here with us. So would you give a great warm welcome to David and Kendra Millsaps that are with us today. Bless you guys and love you. Welcome. Good morning, church. We are happy to be here. I am still relishing in Lavish Conference. Was not that just awesome? It was great to be here a few weeks ago with you. I just want to say we are truly grateful for your financial partnership with us through the years in missions. We could not do it without you, and we hope to see many of you in the future on trips. Some, so fun to see some of you that have been there. So um, I want to introduce you to our family. Um, we have two daughters and their husbands and four wonderful grandchildren. Um, and pictured here is three of them, and the next slide is our little wonderful Josiah. So... Yeah, we love them and, um, of course, miss them most of all when we are overseas. But now you get to hear from my wonderful husband, the bearded one. Cheer the beard, baby. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's good to, good to be here, as, as she has said. And it's always, it's always fun to come back to Stephen City. And uh, we really are truly appreciative of, of our relationship, not only the family relationship, but the, the ministry relationship. It's really, it's really amazing. Praise the Lord. We do live in, in the country of Lithuania. Uh, and that's where we, we live and we minister. Uh, we have, a, uh, we have a, a church, a local church that we served at actually this last term. And we've, we've lived there since 98. So we've, you know, we've done a variety of things. But actually today... Uh, the Journey Church Vilnius, which we planted during our last term with a, a journey with, with, with some other missionaries, was their two-year anniversary. So it's great, yeah. So it's a big, a big day for them, and uh, so I'm, that was pretty, pretty cool. I uh, see some, see, saw some pictures of, of, of that online. Uh, so that's just amazing. So anyway... But that's just where we live. We have, and we do minister there, of course, but we, we go beyond that. Our, our ministry is broader than that. It is in Eurasia Northwest, these seven countries uh, that we call Eurasia Northwest. It's Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia in the, in the, in the north, uh, and then Ukraine, Moldova, and kind of in the central part, uh, and then uh, Georgia and Armenia. Believe me, you want to go to Georgia and Armenia when you're hungry, baby. Yeah, I mean, you know, the others are, you know, they're all right, but it's Georgian Armenian, man, they, you know, you ever heard of shish kebabs? They called shashlik there, and I'm telling you, 
Yeah, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. But we really, what we do is we serve on the lead team of Eurasian Northwest, with, along with our missionaries, Nick and Olivia Puccini. And they ask if we would serve with them, serve under them, and, and, and just help the missionary family accomplish their goal, accomplish their mission. And part of what we do there is we, we're involved in a lot of training, uh, training our, our missionaries in, in, in our core objectives, training them to, uh, to learn language. We're also doing a lot of recruiting, and so I'm looking for you. God's calling you. And if he can use me to do that, I'd be thrilled. Um, uh, but don't, I'm not joking. That was, some of you laughed, but I'm not joking. Yeah. Uh, and also, we, we do some pastoral care uh, and um, uh, Kendra is just awesome at, at, at just ministering to people. She's one of these people that everybody just likes, loves. And, um, um, and then administration, you know, the lot goes on behind the scenes uh, for 70 missionaries, getting them the finances and the approvals and the, just the logistics of it all making, making it happen. And that's kind of where I come in and, uh, and so forth. We also cast and maintain vision because, you know, you cast a vision and it leaks. That's what, you know, one of the things is vision leaks. And so you've got to keep repeating it over and over and over. And you've got to keep bringing people back to the vision. This is the main thing. This is what we're doing. And, uh, and so we, we do a good bit of that. We travel a lot of the time uh, when, we're, when we're there. And it's not COVID. Uh, but uh, but it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real blessing. We do something, really what we do in Lithuania, excuse me, in Eurasian Northwest, is we church plant in teams. Our church planting method is to church plant in teams. So that's a, a team of, of 6, 8, 10, 12 people get together and, 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 uh, and, plant, and plant the church. This is, um, you know, it's, it's pretty biblical, right? If you think of, read the book of Acts, you know, I mean, they didn't do it alone. They were always with someone. You remember Peter and, uh, you know, and, and, and James and John, Paul and Luke and Silas and Timothy, all those, they were always together, you know, getting into trouble, getting thrown in prison, you know, and that's, that's what we do. And so, um, uh, but we do have a big dream, a big dream, and that is to realize a church planting movement among every people group in Eurasian Northwest, every people group, a church planting movement. So the church planting movement isn't just about addition. The church planting movement is about multiplication. When one church plants another church, and then both of those churches plant another church, now you've got four churches, and then all four of well, I don't know, six, I don't know, you just, you understand. It's, it's math is hard. Um, and uh, so, uh, so it, it is it rapidly multiplying. It's down third, fourth, fifth generation of, of daughter churches. And then you've got a movement that is almost unstoppable. Um, so our mission is to accelerate disciple-making and church-planting movements by training and empowering catalytic leaders. So we really want to empower them. We want to help the movement go. Uh, it's not easy to church-plant. It's not easy. Just ask a church-planter. They'll say, yeah, that's not an easy job. That's not easy. But it takes a team of hard-working, humble, intentional, dedicated disciple-makers you have to do it intentionally. You have to really focus in on it and do it. When you do that, God's faithful and he'll do it through you. A lot of the, f- the video there was shot in Tallinn, Estonia at Focus Church. Uh, and that church is now, uh, 
seven years old. And at the five-year anniversary, at the five-year anniversary, they had, they're like totally independent. It was a national lady who's the pastor of that church. She was the first convert. And she's now filled with the Holy Spirit, serving the Lord, ordained by the, uh, you know, by the, the leadership there. And it's just like unbelievable. So it's just, God is just doing some great things doing some great things, and so, so we're so thankful uh, for that. But what about you? What about you? Are you going, will you come and help us? Will you pray? Will you give? Thank you for giving. We know you're a giving church. It's clear that you're a giving church, and we thank you for your giving, not only to missions, but also to your local church which is where the, the first fruits belong. Your tithes and offerings belong here. And then, and then, to the, and then on to, toward missions. And we're thankful for that. And, uh, and so we appreciate all of that. But God is calling us all to maybe a higher level of giving. And I just want to challenge you. And will you come and help us? Because God might be speaking to you today. That little churning in your heart. God can use you. He can use your gifts, your talents, your skills, your abilities. And so I just want to say, there's a place for you. There's a place for you. Talk to us after the service. You can see our, our website there and a, and a, and a code you can, you can shoot a picture of. Uh, you can visit our website, sign up for our newsletters. We won't spam you. You can get out of it if you want, just like all the other newsletters that you get and advertisements. But if you want to follow our ministry more close, closely, you can, you can do that. Uh, there's also a prayer card we have in the, in the foyer. Love to, love to connect with you, chat with you a few minutes, even just give you a card on the way out the door, shake your hand, and uh, uh, just remind you to pray for us. I want to talk with you today about changing the spiritual destiny of a nation. Uh, when I say that, changing the spiritual destiny of a nation, I think some people think I'm out of my mind. Maybe I think too highly of myself or something. Um, but that, I really think that I'm, I'm not. You know, insane people don't generally think that they're insane, but anyway. Um, uh, <laughs> no, you understand what I mean, right? Because I think our God is bigger than, bigger than, than our, 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 our concept is of him. And I think that he can do way more than what we think that we can do. And if, I think he can change this. we can change the spiritual destiny of a nation if we'll just surrender to God and follow his will. So I want to ask, the, uh, kind of maybe provide some answers to the question of why do we want to do this. So let me explain. Why do we want to do this? In the first verse, and those of you who've been in this church a long time, or maybe even a short amount of time, you can probably quote a lot of these verses. It says, for, the, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us are sinners. We all need help. So that's number one. We need to do it because, man, everybody needs Jesus. <laughs> everybody needs Jesus. The next one is, for the wages of sin is death. Not only are we sinful, but we just died, and we're, on, we're in death. We need, we, but then there's that comma in that sentence. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for the second part of that verse. Oh, man. And then Acts chapter 4, verse 12 says that salvation is found in no one else. No one else. No other name under heaven given among mankind by which we must be saved. That's the only one. You can't get in by Kristen or John or Buddha or I don't know. That's not the way. Jesus is the only way in. He's the only way. There's only one way, and that's the name of Jesus, the work on the cross that he has performed for us. And then John chapter 3 and verse 16 says, For God so loved the world. I mean, we don't do this because of hate. Jesus didn't come because of hate. He came because of love. He loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. In the Bible, another scripture says, God is not willing that any should perish. Any should perish. It's not God's will to send anybody to hell. God has made all the preparation, all the, all the revelation that he needs to bring people. It's just our responsibility to tell them. The command is Jesus. Matthew 28 says, Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, not just one nation. All nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. We, we don't focus on that very much because we don't like to obey. I said that, didn't I? And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. He's going to be with us. And then he's going to not only be with us, but he's going to empower us by his spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem. I mean, he tells us where we're supposed to go. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that wasn't just given to just to those people. He, he gave that to all, all of us. All of us as the church are responsible for Jerusalem all the way to, to, to the ends of the earth. So you think I'm crazy? I mean, we're sinful, death, life in Jesus. I mean, he's given us the command, and he's going to be with us, and he's going to empower us. What more could we need? I think this is a recipe for changing the spiritual destiny of the nation. So how can it happen? I want to go over with you our four, four core competencies, one of them really closely, but the four, four core competencies that we, uh, as the leadership in Eurasia Northwest, and this is the, what we, we believe in and we practice, we, we teach over and over and over again, and this is part of the vision that we, we teach again and again uh, uh, in, in, as, as, as the leadership team. And this is, uh, the first one is to live incarnationally. We learn and minister to the people in their own language, you know? Uh, yes, we need to, to learn Latvian and, and Lithuanian and Estonian and Moldovan. And, you know, Moldova, they actually speak Romanian, so sorry about that. Uh, but Romanian and then Armenian and Georgian. So we, it's a lot of languages, man. We can't just learn one. We can't learn Russian because that's the language of the oppressor. You know, that's kind of, nobody likes that, right? I mean, unless you're Russian, then and that's fine, but... Nobody likes to learn, be, preach the gospel to in the language of the people that, you know, took them over. That's just like, sorry, it's just not right, you know. You've got to learn a language. You've got to minister to the people on their level. 
And the second, second point is missional living and personal evangelism. We're living a questionable life. We'll get to that. This is the one I was telling you about. The third one is discipleship. Discipleship, and this is where we coach people to become followers of Jesus Christ. So somebody accepts Jesus, accepts him as Lord, and then we coach them, we spiritually coach them one-on-one, one person to one person. We sit down with them and we coach them, we help them to apply the scriptures to their lives and how it's going to change their life. It's one-to-one. Discipleship done right makes more disciples. The method by which we disciple them should help them to make more disciples by themselves. Once that momentum gets started, it's that one-to-one, that 1% versus, and 1%, 2%, then 4%, it's, it's unstoppable. It's a movement. The fourth one is spiritual formation or growing in a life-giving community. We all, you and I, John and Kristen, Pastor, you know, Pastor Ben and Mike, all of us, we all need it. We all need to grow spiritually. We're all in the same place. We are not there. We have not arrived. We are not like Christ. We are growing. And we've come a long ways. We've grown a long ways. But we're not there yet. We all have a ways to go. The most spiritual amongst us. And so we need to continue to work on that. We need to be spiritually transformed by the power of the gospel and applying it to our lives every day, every day. And we do that in the context of community. That's why this is here. That's why the life groups are here. There's whatever you call them, groups, small groups. Uh, You know, it's why those groups are there. That's why you get together with people. And then... I want to talk mostly about this, the missional living or living a questionable life. There's my, one of my favorite authors is a guy named Michael, Michael Frost. Uh, and he says this, he says, effective evangelistic missions work occurs when we live generous, hospitable, spirit-led, Christ-like lives as missionaries in our own neighborhoods. Oh, that's powerful, isn't it? Let's read that again. Effective evangelistic missions work occurs when we live generous, hospitable, Spirit-led, Christ-like lives as missionaries in our own neighborhoods. So this is living a, a questionable life. It's, it's missional living. It's living on mission with Jesus. It's one of our core competencies, and we work diligently to see this implemented in every missionary uh, in all the national churches. We're promoting this as, oft, as much as we can possibly can. We should live questionable lives, not in the sense of, Ooh, I don't know if you're really a Christian, you know, it's just like you're, you're walking kind of close to the edge there, you know, you're, you know, you're doing some things that are questionable. No, that's not it. It's like our lives should evoke questions about the gospel. Our lives should evoke questions about the gospel. If our lives are not evoking questions about the gospel, then what kind of a gospel are we living? What kind of a gospel? Do we have? Are, are our lives so similar to the world that we are living in that, that we can't tell, they can't tell a difference between us and them? Are we blended in that much? Or do we stand out like Hunter Blaze Orange? In the, we should live out like Hunter Blaze Orange. It's like, wow, you're, that's, you're really a Christian. You're really a Christian. Not just... 
Eh, Christian name only, and I've heard a lot of those, and I don't really like them. I'm not into that. And that's the context that we live in these days in our secular world. And our context is quite secular in the Eurasian Northwest, quite secular, perhaps even as much, if not maybe more, than here. So our task is to surprise the world. Surprise the world. I want to give you an acronym to help you remember this. And so this is what we do, and so this is what I think that you can do here locally. The first one, it spells out the word bells. The first one is to bless. B, starts out with B, bless. You like to bless people? When you like to be blessed, everybody's blessed, right? We all like to be blessed. It's fun to be blessed. But what if you did the blessing? What if you did the blessing? What if you blessed three people this week, one of whom is maybe not a part of your church? Words of affirmation. So, words of affirmation. So it's like, uh, what's the guy, who's the, what's your name here in the front row of the flat church? The worship leader? Ryan, that's right, Ryan. So Ryan, man, you, led with, you led with passion this morning, right? Anybody like to love Ryan? Great, yeah? That's awesome, man. Well done, and, and I really mean that. And it's not just like, you know, just like casual thing, but you really did, and, and you play with your whole heart, and, and it's great. It's great. I really appreciate it. And so that's like a, a really a word of affirmation now. So it's a word of affirmation. An, a, 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 an act of kindness might be helping to uh, somebody move or something like that or really some, something that really brings a kind of, a, a really a serious act of kindness, you know, helping somebody rake their leaves. Oh my goodness, that's really a, that's really an act of kindness. I'd rather help somebody move than rake their leaves, you know. Uh, who likes coffee? Who's a coffee snob in the house? Well, oh, look at all of you in this area. There's a load of you in this area. That's my family right here, yeah. <laughs> You're kind of my kind of people. But what if I was at a coffee shop or a nice roastery and I bought you a bag of coffee? That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. Nice beans, freshly roasted beans. That'd be sweet. Okay. Anyway, so that... So that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's blessed. What about eat? Who likes to eat? What if we had people over to eat to our house three times a week? Wouldn't that just be amazing? At least one person. You can do this without adding any, of your, any additional time to your schedule. Virtually none. It's not like you have to you know, go somewhere and do something. You, know, it's, it's, you can do this quickly. Eat. B-E. And then the second, the third one, the first L, is listen. Listen, oops, listen to the voice of the Spirit. Listen to the voice of the Spirit. You see, we're Pentecostal people here. And so we believe that the Spirit is alive and active and He's speaking. But we need to take the cotton out of our ears. We're not listening. He's still speaking, but we're not listening. We're not hearing what He's saying. We have too much junk going on, too much TV, too much news, too much worship music, too much of this and too much of that. We just need some quiet, quiet, where we just say, God, speak. And then, zip the lip, you know, quit asking for so much stuff. I mean, there's times we need to petition the Lord. I'm not against that. It's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. It's good. But sometimes we just need to be quiet because God is speaking, God is speaking. 
create space early in your week to commune with God. Intentionally practice solitude and silence. And the last one, or excuse me, the second L is learn. Learn to spend time each week learning Jesus. Jesus is important. When I speak, I want Jesus to come out. What if we spent more time learning Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? If we read that a little bit more than all the other ones. I mean, I'm not saying to avoid, you know, lamentations. But Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, this gets my attention. You know, we need to do that. We need to do that. We need to work. We need to listen to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is where Jesus is speaking and doing his teaching. So when I open my mouth, I want Jesus to come out. Okay? The next, the final letter in this acrostic, bells, is sent. Live live sent by identifying yourself as a missionary, a sent one. And when you can do this by journaling ways that you seek reconciliation between God and man. So there's this thing called the reticular activating system in your your brain. And uh, it lets you focus in on one thing, like that new car you want to buy, or that special color of shoes that you want to get, or that cool jacket, or those skinny jeans. Okay. Whatever it is. We don't like skinny jeans, do we? <laughs> they bug your legs. Anyway. But but yeah, that's what helps you focus. And if you write it down, if you say, I I I bought that pound of coffee for today and it really made an impact. I'm gonna invite that person over for over for over for coffee. I'm gonna invite that person over for, for dinner. You know, and I invited that person over for dinner and they brought up this subject. And I'm going to pray about that. And then you pray about that. It's when you begin to write down. That's what it, it helps you connect. And it's like that person. Oh, that person. I could, I could do that for that person. And they would really like it. It's a way of journaling, keeping track of it. As we conclude, I want to talk to you, tell you a little story about Riga, Latvia. And some of our ministry there. Riga, Latvia, there's a couple named Giannis and Anna. Giannis and Anna, Giannis works in a... In a uh, um, electronic store. Anna works in a, a coffee shop, and our church planting team leaders there they begin to uh, visit the coffee shop as you know, as any normal person would, and uh, they begin to talk to the barista, Anna, and they invited Anna after several times of meeting her to to their home for dinner, and she brought her her husband. They were having marriage problems, and they talked with her about it, talked with them about it, and, and they began to share with them all of, the, all, of the, all the amazing things that God had done in their own marriage. And then they invited them out to the beach, you know? They invited them over for game night. And before long, they said, what, 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 what is it that makes you different than us? Why are you so different? And they said, well, we... We haven't made a, 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 a secret, made a secret that we're, we're followers of Jesus. And he is the one that has made the difference in our lives. Jesus can cut, come in and he can touch your marriage. He can, he can help you at your job. He can help you with your finances. If you'll just surrender your life to him, he can forgive you of your sin. And that night, they began to... They said the sinner's prayer and they walked into a new relationship. The, the couple began to disciple them and, and before long, a, a 
group formed around them in their house, and another group formed in another house, and before long, you had two churches. But I'm here to tell you, sadly, that that story has not yet happened in Riga. You see, out of a country of 1.9 million people, we don't have any Assemblies of God workers there. We don't have any Assemblies of God churches there. And I'm asking, who's going to go and live a generous, hospitable, Christ-led, Christ-like, spirit-led life in front of the next Giannis and Anna? Is it going to be you? Who's going to go learn Latvian? Who's going to give? Who's going to say, I will go. I will answer the call and lay my life down. I mean, I can have all of the worldly pleasures here. I can have the nice house, the nice car, the nice job, the comfortable life, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give it all because Jesus said, who will go? Who will go? I challenge you, are you going to go? Are you going to respond? Maybe that's not it for you. Maybe that's not, Jesus isn't speaking that to you. But he's certainly calling you to pray. We need a church planting team leader in Latvia. We need a church planting team in Latvia. Riga, Latvia, the capital city. Pray with us. Pray with me right now that that would happen. Father, I just pray and I thank you so much that you're, you're, you're calling us to serve you in Latvia. I pray, God, that you would raise up a team leader and a church planting team to go to Latvia to learn the language and to plant and establish your church that makes disciples, that makes disciples, that makes disciples, and plants the church and plants another one. We give you all thanks and praise, Jesus. Use us, if you will. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dave and Kendra. Thank you for going. And, uh, and uh, I know that uh, as you're speaking today, I believe that God was calling other people to missions uh, and doing full-time missions. I believe that. Amen. And I just, as we hear the word of the Lord today, that we're re- we know we're responsible for not just hearing it, but doing it. And uh, that we would take it in today and say, God, yes, you've called us if it's not in another country, right in our own neighborhood, in our workplace, on our campus, that we're called to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so what an amazing opportunity we have today to be able to now sow, continue to sow into what God is doing in Eurasia Northwest. And we want to receive a love offering today. And so if you have your phones, you can take them out even now. Um, you can go back to that QR code we were at just a moment ago for our giving. And there's a drop down there, even on our website, myabundantlife.com. And it, there's a love offering uh, button there. If you'll just go ahead and click that. And right now, you and I get the opportunity to sow into their ministry. If you're writing a check, you can do that as well. We have our generosity boxes as you go out the door today to be able to give. And you'll write one check over to Abundant Life Church. If you just write maybe missions at the bottom there in the memo or uh, mill saps, and we'll make sure that we get that to them and be able to write it to them and to bless them and all that God is doing. Also, I know as we give to them, 
every month here at Abundant Life Church because of your faithful giving. There may be some of you that are here today that says, you know what, I'd like to speak with uh, Dave and Kendra before I leave today. They're going to be at the table in the back in just a moment and give you a prayer card and you can support them monthly as well and to be a blessing. They have some monies that they need to make up monthly before they return to the field and you get the opportunity as I get the opportunity today to be able to sow into their ministry. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, that you have called us, Lord. You have called us your own to go forth in your name. Lord, I thank you for this word today, Lord, that has been implanted in our heart to bear fruit. Lord, to take root inside of us, God, and truly as your disciples, take it to heart and and love people that are around us, God those that are in need of you, those that don't know you. Father, not only here, but God, maybe there's somebody here today in person or in the sound of my voice streaming online that feels this pull to Riga, Latvia. Father, I thank you for that today. Lord, you're the one that calls us. You're the one that is able to sustain us. Lord, in that call to go forward. Lord, wherever you have us planted, that we would do your work in these days. Lord, that this world that desperately needs a word of hope. Lord, we pray. People that need the gospel. Lord, more than ever before, the good news to shine the light of your word throughout the nations of the earth. Thank you that we get this opportunity to partner with Dave and Kendra today and all that you're doing in Eurasia Northwest and to the very uttermost parts of the earth. We pray this in your mighty name. And everyone said, amen. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.